You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Family Matters. Time for our Family Matters feature. And today we're talking about finding out the people you thought are your parents are not your biological parents. How do you deal with something like that? It can happen when you find out, for instance, that you are adopted. Something maybe you're not finding out through the right channel, right? Maybe in some instances, it's someone that you've always considered your sister that you find out actually it's your mom. What happens to a person when they find out later in life that they may be adopted or they've grown up knowing that their auntie perhaps is in fact their mom and that realization comes up? How do you deal with that as a child in question? Or as the parent, whether biological or adoptive, and I'd really like to hear from you. I want you to please share your experiences with us. Have you discovered that your parents were in fact not your parents later in life? How did this make you feel? Right? What did it do to your sense of self, your selfhood, your identity? You can give us a call on 011-883-0702. You can send a WhatsApp voice note on 072-702-1702. The SMS line is 31702. Leanne Lurie is a clinical psychologist who's going to be guiding us through this discussion. Uh, Leanne, thank you so much for making time. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I want us to talk about how you renegotiate your identity when something like this happens, when you make this kind of discovery. I can only imagine how that can affect you emotionally, you can start questioning your identity. You can have feelings of betrayal, um, possibly towards the people that didn't tell you the truth. You can have feelings of guilt because you feel now possibly you want to embrace your new or biological parents, your new identity and how you, that may feel to you that you're feeling guilty, that it looks like you're abandoning the people that have raised you, even though they're not your biological parents. So let's talk about those dynamics and how, you start renegotiating your identity. So I think it's important for us to acknowledge that the world that was constructed for you and the world that you mutually constructed for yourself up until that point may have felt incredibly safe and incredibly stable. And suddenly finding out that the basis upon which you formed your life and you formed your identity is not what you thought, in and of itself can feel exceptionally traumatic, like the rug's been pulled out from underneath you. Mm. And so I think that you have to give yourself permission and space to process all of the emotions, positive and negative. You know, on the one hand, you may feel a huge amount of empathy, for example, towards the people that raised you because they wanted to protect you and to protect themselves for fear of losing you. But you may also feel incredibly angry and betrayed by them that the truth was kept from you. You may have a burning desire to connect with your biological family. In some instances, you may almost have an idealized picture Mm. of what they will be like. But at the same time, you may also feel incredibly scared. You may also harbor feelings of abandonment, um, 
anger, unanswered questions. And so I think it can be an incredibly tumultuous and confusing time for you. Mm. And I think that as much support as possible is needed to also help you navigate this journey because it's certainly one that's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Uh, is there a, a specific time, um, Leanne, to break this news, so to speak? I, I mean, must it be when uh, the child is 12? Must it be when they are, you know, a little older and they can understand these things? Uh, maybe when they are teenagers? Uh, is there a specific time? I mean, I remember I've I've grown up with friends who... Um, we realized at our later stage that they call their mother's sister. And when you mm. go deeper to understand, you realize that um, some of them, their mothers, some had them when they were still young. So they were raised by their grandparents and they grew up thinking and believing that those are their parents. And only later, when they are much older, and sometimes they hear through their own channels that, in fact, the person you're calling, say, see your sister is actually your mom. So at what point, at what stage as a parent, do you sit the kid down and say, this is the truth? So I think that we have to be careful of applying a blanket rule. I think, you know, you take it on a case-by-case basis in terms of the child, the age of the child, their level of understanding. You know, for example, you are adopted. What that means to a five-year-old versus what that means to a 16-year-old maybe vastly different. I think also, I think it's important to also acknowledge that biology is not what qualifies or classifies somebody as your parent. It's the relationship and the investment that somebody makes in you and your well-being going forward. And so how you as the parent or the caregiver actually make that differentiation and distinction for your child is incredibly important. And I think also, I think regardless of the age at which you give your child that news, I think you also need to be open and be ready and prepared to answer any and all of their questions as they come up. Obviously, we know if it's something that you treat as a secret and you don't even refer to your child as adopted, it's almost like the A word, like like it's something dirty or shameful, Mm. in turn, you will be passing that sense of shame onto your child as if there was something wrong with them, Mm. that they were then given up, that their own parents couldn't look after them. Also, the longer you keep a secret, the more feelings of anger and betrayal your child is going to have towards you. And ultimately, if this was a child that you chose to adopt, to invest in them, you want to preserve that parental or caregiver relationship you have with them, regardless of whether they are classified as biologically yours or not. Hmm. What about the importance of of space? And and I really appreciate what you say that there's no, you know, blanket approach here. There's no formula to really doing it. And in some instances, when you break the news to the child, they may react in whatever way. So some may decide to withdraw. Um, there are some mm. that may say, I have a yearning to understand what my reality is. You know, they're mourning um, what they thought was their reality and they want to now embrace this new identity. How important is it for parents to also give the children that space and not feel, oh, is this how you treat us now after everything we've done for you? But understand that 
when you break this news, the children can re- react in different ways. Absolutely. And I think that very often, I think that parents and caregivers take it incredibly personally. And they do. They do throw out the thing of like, if you contact your biological you know, family, what does that then say about your love for me? You are then going to be abandoning me. Mm-hmm. Because they believe that by placing that kind of guilt on the child, that the child will not leave them and will not seek out their roots. I think what's incredibly important to acknowledge is that there's something powerful to be said for a child being able to see themselves physically reflected in another person. You know, very often a child that's brought up in an environment that's not biologically related to them, they'll say, but my brothers and sisters look like my parents. And everyone would always comment that they're not sure who I look like. They can't quite place me. Mm. I need to feel a sense of belonging to something or someone. And I think as a parent, we also have to try and honor and respect that. Yes, for example, as a parent, we may have information about the circumstances under which your child was born, but you may not want your child to know. And so you then come from an incredibly protected, a protective place. But for a child, I think very often they need to be given the space and the support to discover that so that they can make their own decisions about the kind of relationship they want to or do not want to have with a biological family. We also know that there's always a risk that a biological parent may not want to have contact, that the circumstances under which a child was born may have been incredibly traumatic for them and that they have moved on, or they may not have even told their current family that you even existed. Mm. And so there are so many nuances and complexities, and I think as parents and caregivers, our job is to ultimately help guide and support our child without fear that they're going to lose us as the only home they have Mm. ever known. Yeah. I'm going to take a break and when we come back, we'll go straight to your calls on 011-883-0702, the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702, is the SMS line. Um, I, I want you to share your experiences with us. How did it make you feel if you once discovered that your parents were in fact not your biological parents and you're discovering this later in life? And, and how were you told? Did they sit down with you? Did you hear from the chatters outside in the family on the streets and how did that impact on you? And it may not be through adoption, but it's you grew up because maybe your mom had you when she was young and you grew up thinking that she is your sister. In fact, I read a book, Angela McCullough's book, uh, Blessed Girl, um, which, which really tells a story of this lady who had a kid um, when she was young and that kid was raised as her younger brother and only later in life um, they told this kid that actually this person you thought is your sister was your older sister is actually your mom. So it does actually happen and I want you uh, to share your experiences with us and, and how it made you feel. And if you're a parent and you've got some tips, you've dealt with a similar situation, please call in and advise other parents that may find themselves in this situation. It's 19 minutes after 11 o'clock. 702 Family Matters It's 22 minutes after 11 o'clock um, Let's start with your calls Then we'll go to your voice notes Fred, you're calling us from Johannesburg Good morning uh, Good morning, it's Fred Hi Fred 
Hello, Fred. Yes, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, should I tell you my story? Yes, please. Um, yeah, basically I was adopted at birth, and I probably found out when I was about four that I was adopted, and when I was at eight, I actually found out my surname. Uh, that was in 1958, and that document lay in a file until 2020, mm. when I actually got some information that the birth records at the Queen Victoria Maternity Hospital are available, so I wrote to them. It took a while. Eventually, they gave me my mother's um, name, so that my surname was actually my mother's mother's name, and uh, I managed to track her, and she's still alive. And I'm in my 70s, and she's 88. Wow. And did, did you yeah. make contact? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I haven't, because of COVID, I haven't physically put my arm around her yet. It's still a bit sensitive. So we've mm. met a few times uh, and spoken on the phone. And yeah, it's been quite a journey, I must say. Wow, that's that's incredible, Fred. And and what about your adoptive parents? Um, how did they feel uh, about this? No, no, they died many years ago. Oh. Um, so I, I probably wouldn't have done anything while they were alive. Yeah. Uh, and it was only when I got the information about the birth records available, I thought, here's my chance. Let me see if I can find anything. Yeah. And uh, the the biggest blessing actually is I've got a whole new family. I found a whole lot of cousins, wow. second cousins, and. Um, you know, in my adopted family, I only had one cousin who lives in America. So all of a sudden, I've got this extended family, which has been mm. amazing. And they've all been exceptionally welcoming, and uh, uh, it's been fantastic. Been oh, that's incredible, journey. Fred. And, and I'm, I'm Beautiful. Yeah. Um, how, how has the journey been for even your biological mother? Um, has, it, has there been feelings of guilt? Have you guys talk, uh, spoken through... What led to you uh, being adopted? Um, what's that journey been like also for her? Yes, okay, so she was 17 when, I, when she gave birth to me, which is probably what I figured out, yeah. what had happened. Um, and she just said that they came from quite a poor family. They just couldn't afford to have me. She was working at the time. And um, we. it's quite difficult for her, I think, to go back. We haven't really discussed anything yeah. about that. She She's quite happy to talk about the present, but not ready to talk about the past, which, mm. which is fine. Yeah. You know? And the father is blank on the birth certificate and still blank. So that's something I probably might never find out, but it's not important for me. Yeah, well, Fred, I'm so happy that you, you found her. I mean, at the age of 70, thank you so much for calling us. Thanks for sharing this incredible story. Agnes, you calling from Guatemala. Good morning. Morning, Clemmy. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Ah, Clement, you know, you, you raised a touching uh, topic. I raised by both parents and mother. I always find that are not my parents. I mm. find out when my dad passed on in 1993 when they killed him. But my mother was just hiding the thing. When she passed on, it's where I realized really it was true. Because and my aunt are the one who does tell me that you are not a family. You are an outsider. You have your own biological mother. Mm. They raise you mm. as a child because you are twins, you and your sister. So my sister apparently passed on. I didn't even see her. Mm. Then it was so, tra- I was so traumatized. Even now, I can't even realize how tender raised me and without telling me my real biological mother while they're still alive. 
and then I started to realize now, and it's still touching me, I don't know. I don't know how, I, I, I can't cope, because that father was raising me as, as his own child. <sighs> so, but they said me like mm-hmm. the one who poisoned everyone, that no, she must just take the bags and go. So, wow, After Agnes. my mom passed on, mm-hmm. as I thought it's my mom and I did not. Oh, Agnes. Um, really, it's so touching, and I wish all the parents, they can be honest to their kids before hmm. race, after they raise them. Because it's so, it's, so, it's, it's so traumatized to find out on someone else. And it doesn't put you in the right direction. It's totally in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The topic is so touching. Thank you, Tony. Oh, Agnes, um, I'm, I'm so <laughs> sorry that it's just been so triggering to you. Um, and I, and Agnes, I'm gonna put you back to the producers just um, because I want I wanted to find out if Agnes um, has managed to find someone um, that she can talk to. So I'm gonna put Agnes back to the producers. Um, let's find out if Agnes has the resources and and has someone has she spoken has she gone to therapy and let's see how mm. how we can help. Because what I'm picking up there, Leanne, is that she still hasn't dealt with it. She's still pained. Um, by it, and and I think it goes to what we said earlier: communication. That sometimes when you're not being open with the with the children, they will find out somehow, and sometimes they find out through the wrong channels, and and it's mm-hmm. this message is not packaged in the right empathetic way, and that can also be that can be damaging to 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 their being. Can be incredibly damaging. I think that in this case, you know, she's she's lost the family that she thought was her family, and she's lost her place in the world. And she wants to feel like she belongs and that she's important and that her existence is valid. And so she deserves, you know, she deserves a safe space. She deserves support. She deserves to know the truth, but still also know that the family in which she was raised is still her family. And so I think that she may also need someone to also help kind of mediate and navigate that journey back mm. and help answer all those questions that she must have. My heart really goes out to her. Oh, yeah. Well, such a heartbreaking call. And yeah, um, let's, we'll find out if, if Agnes, um, has even the resources to, to see a therapist. If not, we'll see, we'll see how we can assist. Um, Agnes was calling yep. us from, from Quatem. I'm going to take the latest in eyewitness news, uh, Leanne. And, and after that, we're going to take some more calls. I've got some more voice notes. I see your voice notes that you're sending. I'll get to them on 072-702-1702. If as a parent, you've got some tips on how other parents who have adopted or are raising children that they're not biological parents of and the children are not aware yet, you can call in about how you handled the situation. I'd really love to hear um, what tips you have for, for some of our listeners who may be going through the same situation. That's what we're getting into after the latest in Eyewitness News headlines. It's exactly 11.30. 7.02. Family Matters. All right. Um, let's uh, maybe start with your voice notes and then we'll go to your calls. Hi. Hi, Clement. I'm happy that you are talking about such uh, issues where children are raised without knowing who is who, not given the truth. For example, my partner, my former partner died in 2017. 
my children were taken by their grandparents. I've been in and out of the children's court fighting to have my children back. Uh, the last court appearance, my children know, know me as a stepfather. They know their grandfather is the father and their grandmother is the mother. Now, think of what is going to happen in the future. Let's say I leave and the grandparents die. I'm not saying I'll be the one who will live more than them. But let's say it happens and these children are brought back to me. Look at the type of work, work I will have to do and look at what the children have to deal with. For now, as they are fighting their personal backlist against me, it's good for the grandparents. Mm. But the future is so blink. Thank you. Solomon here. Oh, Solomon, so sorry about that, man. Good morning, everyone. Yes, I can really relate to everything that's been said. Imagine finding out that your father that you thought was your father at the age of 35 years old isn't really your dad. And now you are finding out from people who are your siblings from the other side and they actually got your information via Instagram and they start sending you posts and pictures saying you are our long lost sister and we have been looking for you. And when you go back home and you start asking your mom, who are these people? Why do they say I'm their sister and why do they look like me? Why has everybody else all my life been say has been saying I don't look like my other siblings? You know, it is mm. It is traumatic. I went through that and I'm still dealing with it. It is painful indeed. Sure. Hi, Clement. Very interesting topic you guys are discussing. Um, I'm not sure if you are aware, but it's worth researching this um, issue of having a sibling turn out to be your parent. Um, That was the case with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's um, sister was his mom and he only found it out quite late in life. Mm. So, yeah, quite interesting. Donovan from Centurion. Hi, Clement. Uh, great show. Great topic, by the way. Uh, you just answered like the age-old topic as to why I refer to my mother as Aussie. I never thought that it would be me staying with my grandmother when I was younger. But yeah, I think that that plays a big role or part in the whole calling your mother mother, you know. But yeah, thanks for the answer. Hi, Clement Anonza here. I had a child at a very young age. She was brought up as my sister by my parents. Uh, Her dad is not in the picture. She's now in her teens and is about to get her first issue ID. And I have no idea how we are going to break the news to her. It's so terrifying. Sure, I can only imagine. Um, Yeah, but Leanne has um, has been helping you guys with how you can approach uh, these discussions. Let's go to Ntombi, who's calling us from Kwatem. Ntombi, good morning. Hi, Clement. Um, Ntombi, Lanane. Um, I'm going through the very same situation right now. I have a 12-year-old boy. Um, Me and and his dad, like, we broke up um, when I was two months. Me telling him that I was pregnant, um, he decided that he didn't want a baby when he wasn't ready. So I decided, no, I won't do any abortion. I'll just save my ch- my child. So um, four months later, I met this guy who's now raising my child. So now the problem is that um, people know who his father is. So what if they tell him? Mm-hmm. So now we're stuck between telling him or not telling him. 
Like, we've been corresponding from last year. Like, he's 12 years old. I'm just scared. How will he take it? Mm. So, yeah. How, how's his relationship, Ndombi, with, with his stepdad? With the dad? Yeah. Uh, it's very good. It's very good. But because he's a uh, boy, he's very naughty. Mm. He's been, like... ฉันคิดว่าหน้าเว็บเบนคุณอุ้มตานุกันอายุคุณสเกตเบทเทลลิงฮิมเมบี้จัสเซย์ยูดูอินดิสออลดิออลดิสทิงส์จัสเพราะ
Uh, but I'm glad I have my twin. She's my strength. Oh, thank you so much for mm. sending that. And I'm so glad you've got you've got that support in in your twin, and you guys are there for each other. Another message says, "Hi, Clement. Your topic hurts me big time. My mom told me I was born out of wedlock at the beginning of December, and she said that now that she told me she can die peacefully. And guess what? She surely died on the 20th of December. She told me that mm. on Sunday." And the following Tuesday, she was admitted in hospital and never came back alive. It hurts so bad because I only found out after 50 years. I'm 51 this year. I'm glad because she's uh, the one that told me the truth. But it hurts because while I was still digesting it, she died. You know, I'm picking up, um, Leanne, that the messages that I'm getting, even the calls, some of the calls we took, the people are over 50 and they're still being haunted Mm -hmm. By this, and I think that there always will be mm. unanswered questions. Mm. I think that you know that the time that you feel you may have missed out with your biological family, nothing is going to compensate for that. I think it's very, very hard in those moments to actually see the kind of life that your adopted family provided you with, and the and all the good that was done. I think it's very hard to also see beyond yourself in that your biological family may not have have had a choice and they may have made what they thought was going to be, you know, a decision in your best in your best interest. But it's very hard to rationalize your pain away with those platitudes. Um, you know, I think that many like many people by the time they find out there may not be biological family members left. And so those questions remain unanswered. And I think everyone sits with a fantasy of how they believe their lives would have been had they been raised by the by the biological family. In fact, sometimes it's an idealized picture. Hmm. You know, very often when when a child is raised either by relatives or, you know, or is always put into care or is adopted, you know, the families in the past weren't screened. And so the child may have been subjected to, you know, forms of abuse or a very unstable environment and that may have made their childhoods incredibly difficult and that then exacerbates the resentment they feel towards their biological parents Mm. and so I think you know that to the individuals that are still searching for their identity to to be able to see themselves and who they are their mannerisms their personalities in someone else you have my greatest empathy and I hope that you find your Mm -hmm. truth and your answers and you and, and the support that you deserve yeah, we'll we'll come back with some some more voice notes and calls. It's twelve before twelve. Seven o two. Family matters. It's ten minutes before twelve o'clock. Let's continue with your calls on o one one eight eight three o seven o two. Your WhatsApps on o seven two seven o two one seven o two. Hello, Clement. It's Norma. My late aunt, under which I grew up, was a welfare replacement uh, officer and always insisted that people tell the children that they've adopted as early as possible because later on it will become a big problem when your neighbors Mm. and friends decide it's their duty to inform them of their birth status thank you yeah in fact i got a tweet um uh, let me just find it quickly Uh, that that really just speaks to that i got a tweet from we talk who says uh, Clement, I found out from the streets that my father was 
um, someone else. The strangers will would greet me, Wanawaga Hansi. I forgot to, uh, oh, I had to confront my mother at the age of 12, and we had a meeting with my mom. The stepdad um, found, I found out all the information, and I had to go and find my dad at the age of 13 in Mafiking. Uh, so that's what Bukitoko is saying, and it speaks to what this person is saying in this voice note, that in some instances they're going to find out, and the way they find out may not be the best way, may not be the best channels, and that just adds to just the trauma um, and and just the impact on, on, their, on, on their emotions, on their personhood. Uh, more text messages coming through. Someone says, hi, Clement and, and Leanne. As disclosure of parents, um, why do adults hide maternity or paternity? The long-term effects are detrimental to the child because there's no closure. In some instances, we protect ourselves as adults at the expense of the child. Um, as we hear in these calls, this is really heartbreaking. Leanne, um, what advice do you have for the parents? Because the, the suggestion here is not that the parents are having it easy. Um, I can only imagine how, for some parents, they are scared, they are afraid of telling the truth because they fear that the child may leave. Or in some instances, the parents that have told the truth, you know, the children have decided to pursue the relationship with their biological parent or their mom or their dad, and they've now withdrawn from this family unit that they've been part of for years what advice do you have for the parents? You spoke earlier about the need for them to give those children the space to re- react in whatever way. And they may, they may feel that they're being abandoned, but it's important to give the children that space. What advice do you have for them and the kind of support that they need as the adoptive parents or the parents that mm-hmm. raised these kids uh, from when they were still young? I think that to those parents, I mean, I think you have you have my greatest respect that you know that, that you've raised children, that you've invested your time and your love into them. Because, like I said at the beginning, you know, biology doesn't make a parent. The relationship that you have with a child and the investment and the care that you give is what makes a parent. And I think for yourselves, I think you have to you have to trust that and trust that the stable and a safe base that you you're, you created for your child will ultimately give them the permission to seek out the truths they need, knowing that you will always be there for them with open arms and with unconditional love. That them connecting with other family members is not going to change their relationship they have with you. What it may actually do is also strengthen that relationship because they know that you you give your blessing. I think for yourselves, yes, it may be an incredibly painful process. There may be a lot of your own mourning involved because, for example, you may not have been able to have your own children. And so this comes with a huge risk and fear of losing the connection and the relationship you have with your child. I think you are the one that has to be able to go to sleep at night with yourselves and your conscience. And so if you know you have done everything in your power to facilitate the space which is in the name of your child's mental health and future, then you can also know that the chance of losing that relationship is very, very slim. Mm. It's also important to realize that there is no threat within your relationship, then there's not going to be any threat 
externally. And if you yourselves need to seek help and support from an external source, then do so. And be honest with your own support system in terms of what you're going through. There's no shame and there's no secret and that your child is biologically not yours because for yeah. all intents and purposes, that child is still your child yeah. and you are their parent. Yeah. Um, Anonymous says, hi, Clement. My child found out that she was a biological child of another man after 21 years, which is me, um, on her final year of varsity. And she will be 24 years this year. That's anonymous. Another person says, my friend's mother had an affair. My friend doesn't know that the person she now calls dad is not really her dad. Do I tell her or do I not? Her mother hasn't told her. We know that it's true as we are aware um, from the time that the affair happened. So I, I wonder here, uh, Leanne, uh, is it important for people to know their space and when not to divulge this information? Because um, in this instance, someone knows of an affair, but is it your space to tell the people? Or must you have a conversation with the parents in question and say, I know you've not told your child the truth. Um, can I go ahead and do it? When do you plan on doing it? As opposed to just break this information to them and, and you're not even sure how ready they are to, to handle to handle that and, and the consequences that come with that information. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I also, you know, I think I have to be skeptical here and ask, what is your intention? What is your motivation mm. in being the one to break that news? And if you don't know the full circumstances and the full context under which everything and anything happened, you yourself could land up causing a huge amount of yeah. damage. Also, is it your place to then place an ultimatum on the parent to say, well, if you don't tell, then I'm going to. Mm. And also in terms of knowing about an affair, for example, how much of that you know is fact? Do you know, do you know any of the circumstances? I would really, really yeah. err on the side of caution. Yeah, yeah. Leanne, thank you so much for making time. Uh, Leanne Lurie, thank as you. a clinical psychologist, really appreciate you guiding us through this delicate, delicate subject. And thanks to all of you that were brave enough to call in and share your stories. And I'm really, really wishing you the best. It's two minutes before 12.